So welcome to today's Coffee Talk. I'm Margaret Bjarnadóttir, and with me today is a very special guest, uh, Professor Alan Benson, who is Associate Professor at the Department of Work and Organizations, and he's an expert in the economics of HR, compensation and incentives. And the reason I invited you uh, to the videocast today is your recent paper called Potential and the Gen Gender Promotion Gap. And it caught my eye and I, uh, I don't want to steal away the punchline. So maybe you can, I can just start by asking you what you studied and then what you found. Thanks, Margaret. And uh, I'm so glad to, to be here today. So, um, so in our paper, uh, we were interested in this problem that organizations have, which is that they uh, want to try to distinguish who is a great performer versus who's a great candidate for promotion. And so one of the ways they do that is by tools uh, like Ninebox or something else where they ask managers to rate their subordinates as either high, medium, or low performers or high, medium, or low on their potential. And this kind of pigeonholes workers into maybe like a great individual contributor who might not be a good candidate for promotion or maybe someone who has a great potential manager, but even if they're not performing well on their current role. What we found um, using data from a major national retailer was that uh, the managers are systematically underestimating the potential of their female subordinates. Or in other words, women were consistently outperforming their, prior, their manager's prior uh, ratings of their potential. And we think this is a big problem because tools like Ninebox or other uh, succession planning tools and talent management tools uh, used by organizations oftentimes ask managers to rate their subordinates on these two dimensions, potential and performance. And uh, our study suggests that uh, really you shouldn't be uh, asking managers to do this um, because managers are going to bring their biases, uh, particularly when they're estimating uh, the potential of their uh, female subordinates, and that could translate into worse promotion and developmental opportunities. Okay, so really, if I just reframe what you said, so what I heard was that organizations are using these scales to uh, kind of label their employees as low, medium, or high potential. And the bias is manifesting in a way that women are less likely to be labeled as high potential. Is that the core of it? That's absolutely right, yeah. So for example, in our setting, we find uh, women are about 50% more likely than men to be in this category as high performers with low potential. And, uh, and that's an absent of any evidence uh, that we could find that women are actually lower, uh, have lower potential than men um, when they do, or lower performance when they do get promoted. Do you have any theories or ideas of why? Is it just our implicit biases that are causing us to, you know, uh, label or being less labeled to label women as high potential? Is it maybe the gender of who is rating? You know, do you have any theories or did you look into why this might be happening? Yeah, there's um, a lot of potential candidates for why managers might be underestimating their female subordinates' potential. Uh, one goes back to a theory called the well, congruity theory, which is that managers tend to think about men when they think about great potential leaders. When they talk about the adjectives that make good leaders, they tend to be the same adjectives that they use when they're describing masculine traits as opposed to women, uh, female traits. 
Um, another could be that there's evidence that men are more likely to complain to their managers when they get lower scores. And so just by virtue of trying to avoid conflict with their subordinates, they might be allocating higher ratings to uh, potential ratings to the men. We also find in our data that uh, uh, men are more likely than women to leave when they get low potential ratings. I think they, you know, everybody knows that, uh, you know, these potential ratings are very important for promotion decisions. And so managers might be kind of thinking strategically in terms of how they allocate these ratings, knowing that if they rate a female uh, low on potential, they're likely to stay. Whereas if they rate, um, you know, really a great uh, male subordinate as low on potential, they're, they'd be more likely to quit. Oh, interesting. Okay, so then what should we do? If I was in charge of a retail organization, what should I be doing to, obviously this isn't working, so what should I be doing to fix it? You know, I think um, one of the interesting things that organizations try all sorts of things to get around this. One is uh, you mentioned like assigning women to uh, female managers. We find that women actually rate everybody lower. And so even though women are slightly less biased, that's not necessarily a particularly um, attractive solution. It could be that you should uh, assign women to work under superstars, but we find that those superstar managers tend to be more biased in their ratings. Um, instead, what we really find is that a lot of women are concentrated as uh, being into this one box of being like high performers with low potential. But even when they do get promoted, um, uh, perhaps they just catch a lucky break and you know they're the exception. <laughs> You know, they actually turn out to do pretty well. They turn out to be pretty good managers. And so I think like at a high level, what organizations can do is they could try to um, suspect, like be skeptical that uh, these women who are being categorized as high performance and low potential, you know, should just be ignored. Um, and instead, maybe the organization could instead try to allocate more attention to uh, the type of developmental opportunities that would um uh, that would perhaps make them think about becoming managers and um, ultimately uh, try to get more of them promoted into those leadership roles where they can contribute. So this is connected, and correct me if I don't remember this correctly, but I think you have another study that was focusing on promoting your best uh, performer. Is that, do I remember that correctly? That's right. Because yeah, this is, this is related, right? <laughs> A little bit. Absolutely, yeah. I think, um, you know, one of the reasons why organizations use ratings of performance versus potential is because organizations don't necessarily want to take the best salesperson and turn them into, uh, into a manager um, or take the best doctor and turn them into the hospital CEO. So I think there's a good reason why organizations use these two dimensions. I just think organizations should also be skeptical that they're going to get an unbiased answer when they ask their managers to rate their subordinates on their potential. Okay. Sounds good. So, so might one solution be not thinking about it as potential, but managerial qualities? Should we be rating our employees on, you know, managerial some, That's a something? That's a great question. That's a great question. And I think, you know, there's this lesson from like IO psychology that like the best predictor of future performance is past performance in a similar role. But this could be a problem for promotions because uh, because you're inherently doing something that is a little bit different oftentimes. And so then I think this goes back to your, your question now or your, your, your observation that, you know, maybe we should try to have better tools uh, for predicting who's going to make a good manager. And so, for example, in some of my other work, we show that um, for salespeople, at least, like being involved in 
uh, more complex uh, sales that are uh, that involve you know working across teams and working across people who are multiple people who are credited on the same sales, they actually tend to make better managers than simply the lone wolves who go out and make sales all by themselves. So I think you know there could be uh, solutions in terms of like a psychological tests. There could be solutions in terms of just giving uh, people opportunities to lead and seeing whether they succeed. There could be opportunities in terms of kind of latently using some of the data that we already collect in our organizations. Uh, to see if some of those indicators would better predict whether someone's going to be a good manager. Awesome. I think we're right after eight minutes, so we'll have to uh, stop here. But thank you so much for your time and your insights. All right. Well, thank you so much. This is really a pleasure. And uh, thanks for the wonderful questions. And I really look forward to um, hearing what other people think as well. Awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.